I work hard, I take care of my children, I can get someone to keep them for one weekend. I'm just going to go one. But this weekend, I'm putting myself first. And from that moment, I started having fun. I started, my kids started enjoying me more because I was, I I had time for myself. Mm -hmm. Are you Hey there, and welcome to Get Off the Bench, where we talk success, business, life, and how you can make your dreams into reality. Your coach is an international speaker, published author, business, and speaking coach, known to his audiences as the Speaker Man. His dream is to move you from the bench to the starting lineup of life. And here we are again, 47 yard try, his longest attempt of the game. He has just clicked. Hey, did you hear that? The game is about to start, and you need to get ready to get in the game. Here's your coach, Mark Wiggins. Hey, everybody, it's me, Mark Wiggins. Welcome to Off the Bench with Mark Wiggins. I am your host, Mark Wiggins. Today's episode, we have a dynamic, self-proclaimed Southern cutie on the phone known as Denise Knowles. <laughs> Denise Knowles is a good friend of mine from back in the day down in Nashville, Tennessee. Is that town? T-E-W-N-S-W-E, Tennessee. And is that how I sound? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But um, and Denise is uh, an amazing, amazing individual. She's involved in some very unique things and helping people. But as you know, I don't do bios. So I'm going to bring Denise on. And Denise, tell us how you got to this moment. Give us a background. Welcome aboard. Um, I remember years ago, the first time that we saw each other, that we met, you were here in Music City, USA. You was in Nashville, Tennessee at Carol Ann's. Oh, wow. I remember. Uh, um, I think you were here for a conference, maybe a Kappa conference. Um, but you were here and, um, I've never had a problem with talking to anybody, you know, speaking just Southern hospitality, Southern veil. And we just, we were conversing and, um, I was just sharing with you my love for roller skating, how at that time, my new husband and I, we, we got married. No, we did not get married on skates, but we did have a full fledged roller skating wedding reception wedding gown tuxedo all of that all skate (laughs) all skate all skate skate. and um i believe that the friendship between you and i was just established just off of two really really awesome spirits that connected and it looks look now is almost 14 almost 13 years later right and uh so right. that's how I'm here. It's been some things that have transpired through the years. Yeah, I had actually I was I had lived in Nashville for two two years before I moved to D.C. I was actually uh, in town for some speaking, and I was hanging with two of my frat brothers. One was my roommate, and you were passing out flyers to a party. It was a mm-hmm. skate party or whatever. I was looking for mm-hmm. something. It was like a Tuesday night. It wasn't even a, a real good night. <laughs> he was out passing out flyers. I was like, who is this, and why do I have this flyer in my hand? And so from that point forward, like I said, we kept in touch and talked and you were talking about speaking and doing whatever. And you have just 
grown and blossomed. So let's talk about your, your journey from that moment for we met, I guess, 13, 14 years ago, whatever it was, and roller skating was your thing. How, how did that get you moving to what you're doing now? Well, first of all, roller skating, it, it was not a was your thing. It was not a past tense. It is. It's a lifestyle. Um, it's, it's so many different avenues that um, has been my journey to here, uh, where I currently am at this moment. Um, I work in odd jobs. Well, not odd jobs. Um, at one point in time, I was the assistant for a local nonprofit or uh, edu- uh, educational organization here, just working with people. Uh, for some reason, when I was created, I had this love for people, to help people, to be of service. So what is clear to me is that my whole reason for existing on earth is to be of service for people. Uh, and so um, I learned about life coaching was curious about it and uh, talked to this lady and she was just really, really awesome. She said, you should really, you know, come and and see what life coaching is about. Uh, Shout out to Dea Stevens, who is my life coaching certification teacher uh, here in Nashville, Radiant Holistic uh, Life Coaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, I just, I, I loved it. It was all types of people, very small group. But we even we had a couple that drove to Nashville from Michigan uh, for the trainings, and um, just fell in love with that being able to assist people uh, create a plan for themselves. Um, when we're in distress and things of that sort, we forget that every answer that we we need for our problem is inside. It's inside of us, and then. Sometimes we just need someone to help us uh, navigate to to that back to that place of I already have the answer. Mm. And um, uh, I do have my degree in business management, but my Ph.D. is definitely from the School of Hard Knocks. (laughs) By this time, you know, um, I I was just recently married, but I had gone through a divorce. Definitely had enough experience in being a single mom and just being sick and tired, being tired, all of that stuff. But no matter what I've faced in life, I've never been embarrassed about it or I was never ashamed about it. I always felt like what saved my life was being able to talk to somebody. And there's so many people in the world that feel like they don't have a voice because when you're in distress, you feel like you're by yourself. Mm. You feel like nobody understands. Nobody's been there, no matter what it is. And so uh, I, I feel like God gave me a voice of reason to connect with people's hearts. And um, so that's what really pushed me into doing life coaching. Now, this whole being a published author thing was something uh, the universe definitely uses people um, to nurture you, to see things in you that you might not see at that moment. So, uh, and this is also in my book that we'll talk about a little bit later, but my husband and I, we were married June of 2006. 
well, January of 2007, we went back to the skate party where we first met, first said mm -hmm. words to each other. Uh -huh. And uh, one of our mutual friends named, uh, by the way, her name is Nikki and she lives in D.C. What? <laughs> her name is Nikki Bowen. Actually, she just got married not too long ago, but she's in D.C. But she was at this skate uh, party. She's one of the matriarchs in the skate world. And um, she came to us and stood between us. And she had my husband by one hand and she had me by the other hand. And she looked at us with tears in her eyes and she said, I cannot wait to read the book. Mm. So um, I'm like, what book, Nick? What are you talking about? And she was so serious. And, and you could just feel love coming from her and she she was like there was there was not a smile on her face it was such an endearing look on her face and she shook her head as tears began to fall down her cheeks and she said i can't wait to read the book and so about hmm, what 12 years after that moment i wrote a book it's published and it is available for everybody to come and join us on the unforeseen journey that we traveled up until our wedding day. Okay, can you can you drop the name of the book and where you get? The I book? can, I can. You can get the book on Amazon. You can get it from my website. But the name of the book is Love Roll R O L L, as in roller skate lifetime, the unforeseen journey. Nice, nice. So you were, and I know you said roller skating is your lifestyle. What's the yeah. correlation between, well, let me rephrase the question. Number one question, why is it your lifestyle? Born and raised uh, in a very small county in Tennessee, predominantly white county. Um, we, as a culture of black people, we just didn't have a whole lot of options of things to do as a family. Um, and roller skating was it. We had one night that we were welcomed at the skating rink. So in this county, Dixon County, every black person that was in that county on Sunday night was at the skating rink on Soul Night. And um, I, I, do, I don't remember not skating. My mother says that I started skating on my own full, fully, completely by the age of three. So it was a part of my family, like all my cousins, like I, I don't remember not roller skating. I don't remember a Christmas going by that I didn't say I want a pair of roller skates. I don't remember a birthday going by that I didn't say I want a new pair of roller skates. But what is really mind blowing to me even still today is I never had the thought that people all over the world that look like me love to roller skate just as much, if not more than I do. Mm. All over the world, the first person of color that I met from London, I was 32 years old and it was on a skate trip in Atlanta. I did not have a concept of black people, people of color, 
outside of my bubble that I was born and raised in, in Dixon County in Tennessee. And so it's such a rainbow and an arena of love for, and it's not a competition, just for those that are listening that might not understand what I'm talking about. We don't gather together to compete. We gather together for the love of roller skating. You know, it's funny you talk about the, the growing up in the culture and the community, and I flashed back because uh, for my, my fans who are listening in Cleveland, Ohio, shouts out to my Uncle James and Mr. Canada down into my street. They both own skating rinks. How about that? My uncle owned a skating rink called Shaw St. Clair Skating Rink, and Mr. Canada was up the street. He had a skating rink called the Blue Goose. And oh my God. I got exposure to those because my, my dad, hustler that he was, um, was doing the lockers in both of those facilities. So we would go down there and get the quarters out or whatever. Um, I would go to my Uncle James's house. And Auntie Lois was such a gangster, we had to work before we could go roller skate. <laughs> now, her whole family could skate. We want to skate on, on Friday night. No, we, got to go, we had to work, clean, do the shoes, babies. So whatever we had to do that day, the reward was skating. And we skated all night Friday. Got up Sunday, Saturday, had breakfast, went back to the skating rink, worked some more, and skated all night Saturday. They had to get them go to church and don't be late. So that's how we grew up. I didn't get to go. There's a skate a town, uh, was called USA Skate or something like that, on the mm-hmm. other side of town where the white folks and mm-hmm. black people, some black folks got together. These no no, mm-hmm. these ones was in the hood, and we was all up in there <laughs> skating and jumping and flipping, and you know it's, it's just, like it's the same. It's, it's the same. Mark. It's the same right now. I'm talking about wow. And when I talk about skating, I, I'm not talking about 15, 16, 17 year olds. I'm talking about 35 to 75 year right. olds. Right. I mean, not excluding because you do have your younger, you know, you do have your your 19 year old. But some of the the biggest skate party of the year, Skateathon, it's held in Atlanta. Mama Joy, shout out to Joy, uh, originally from Detroit. She pulls roller skaters from Japan, Canada, Australia, wow. London, Germany. They they come for this this her. Events start on Wednesday of Labor Labor Day week. So that Wednesday before the actual Labor Day holiday, all the way up until that Monday night, Labor Day, she's she's got events going on. That's crazy. And it it is it's a and it's just a love of skating. You know, you see people take their selfies and just you don't have to know each other. It's just we're all here on one common chord, and that's we we never stop loving it. So let me ask, let me ask this question. That was a, that's mm-hmm. flashback memories. How how do you correlate your skating to your life philosophy? Uh, you know your 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 life philosophy is written as what you you first. So how does you how does first. skating how does skating tie into such a, such a part of your life? Um, it actually came after. Well, you first, when I thought about it, when I was writing uh, my book and doing my website and stuff, there was a period in time where I was last. I came after the children. I came after my mom. I came after my dad. I came after my ex-husband. I I was last. I would be burnt out, broken, and empty, but it was okay because I took care of everybody else. So once I made it through my divorce, my depression, my feeling sorry for myself, 
my beating up on myself, I had a simple prayer. And I said, God, I understand. You wanted to be me and my children. I'm fine with that. I am so fine with that. But God, just allow me to have fun. Allow me to have fun. Because for years, my fun was tainted. I, I couldn't do anything. Mm. So a girlfriend of mine, Lamitris Warren, we call her Mimi, for five years straight, this is a young lady that I played softball with, um, that I would see on occasion when I would go to the skating rink and stuff. Uh, and she would beg, she begged me for five years straight to go on a skate trip. Mm. I was a skater, but I never went on an international skate party. And when I finally decided I'm going to go, I work hard, I take care of my children, I can get someone to keep them for one weekend. I'm just going to go once. But this weekend, I'm putting myself first. And from that moment, oh, wow. I started having fun. I started, my kids started enjoying me more because I was, I, I, I had time for myself. Mm-hmm. I had time to replenish, refresh, rejuvenate all of the reads. I gave myself permission to be okay with being first. And it's just gone. It's gone that way. Not permission. Not permission to succeed. You didn't do that, did you? Uh, who? That's a book. Man, I, man <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, I think I seen a little something on your website uh, talking about success, I was like, "Come on, Mark!" <laughs> you know, I had that back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of my my main things. Give yourself permission to succeed, because the only person who can give it is you. Your whole conversation was an internal conversation. You didn't need anyone to say, "Girl, go have fun." And if they had said it, you wouldn't take it as well as you did when you said, "I'm going to give myself permission to go." Exactly. What yes, you embraced right. it, I'm going to do it. For me, it was on and popping. That is what's up. That's funny. But um, let's move a little bit forward because, you know, I, I knew a little bit about you in the background, whatever, and um, and we're going to get to the do-over coach in a minute. But I want to talk okay. about this Music City basketball joint. I almost fell out my chair when I saw that. So when, <laughs> first of all, who knew you had a game? Second of all, we could have played basketball in the, in the parking lot that night instead of talking about your roast game <laughs> back before I had my knee replaced. Now nah, I ain't playing nothing. So – Talk to me about how did you get into that and when did you start loving coaching? Um, I guess, first of all, shout out to my two older brothers who never knew I was not their brother until I had my first child. My, <laughs> my big brothers, they all, you know, I was just tomboy. I, and, and at 47 years old, I am a sexy 47-year-old tomboy wife mother and grandmother and tell him something um, tell him something I, i'm just saying you know you know um i don't know if men go through this but sometimes we as women we we go through so many identity crises our nails gotta be just right that your edges gotta be laid down just right you know that sewing got to be on point Every time you step out on the stage, and I just, I've, I've just not been that woman, you know, like, 
I, I, I just think I'm beautiful as I am. And so I've just always been a twist of tomboy. Mm. Even when I was the single mother, I was the teen mom, but I was the teen mom that was out there, you know, grinding with the guys, let's go, getting the team hype. And it, it was just a natural part of me. So the coaching uh, came into play coaching a rec men's team. I've always had the desire to coach some sport. I thought that I wanted to coach softball, teenage girls. Uh-huh. But it didn't take me long to see the <laughs> attitudes of little young ladies. And I'm a baller. Softball, basketball, I'm, grind- I'm grinding, I'm sweating. I'm, I'm the dirtiest softball because I played catcher when I played softball. Okay. So you got to come after me. You got to show me something. And so um, uh, young women's sports is changing. It's, it's changing. Uh, in, in middle school, I see middle school girls that don't even know how to dribble. They just running down the floor. And I don't know where these coaches are coming from, but that's not none of my business. So my husband actually created him a basketball team. And um, I would just be in the games, and, and I was on the, the fan side, and I would walk over, and I'd be like, look, y'all, you got to do this. This is what they do in the breakdowns. And then I'd walk back to my seat. And after about five games, it just kind of stuck. Some of the, the team would come in and be like, hey, coach, you sitting on the bench with us today? And I was like, what? It's like, come, you know. So – when you coach men and you are a female in a male-dominated arena, you have to show them that you know what you're talking about. That's first. Mm-hmm. So once you show them that you understand and you know exactly what you're talking about, then you show them respect as men as they respect you as a coach. And it just fell in, in place. So I was coach, I've coached a men's rec team for about five years. Oh, wow. So about, and then all in the same while, there's a, a semi-pro women's team here, the Music City Icons. I was doing life coaching with them. Mm-hmm. So about two months ago, uh, one of the guys that I actually coached against, he actually played on a team. He sent me a text message and he was like, hey, coach. And he sent me a schedule and he said, hit me up as soon as possible. So I'm thinking that he's sending me the schedule, letting me know what the schedule is so I can come out and watch some of the games. Well, I didn't respond. So he called me. He said, hey, coach, did you get my message? I said, yeah, I got the the team schedule. He said, so are you going to be able to assist me? Would you like to be my assistant coach? And I was like, yeah. And in that moment, I really had a, a a a huge sense of respect for the guys that I've been coaching through the years and even the guys that have been on uh an opposing team because they 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 saw that that I'm in it. I, I love sports. They they recognized my love for sports. And that means a lot to me because that's a part of who I am. And how long have you been coaching? So I've been the assistant coach for the semi-pro team for I'm probably going into my third month. Okay. But I coached a competitive rec team. This would be my fifth year. You just 
you doing it all, huh? ain't you, coach? Coaching, scouting, skating, coaching, and life coaching. Do you ever? Do you do you coach the men's basketball with roller skates on? Do you go in there and say I can beat y'all with these skates on? That's what I want to know. Two t- two different things. Oh, two okay. different things. Now, I'm just saying wood floor, <laughs> and wheels. <laughs> you, it could it could work. It could actually work. That's what's up. Yeah, I, my I, I focus love I, I is love on it. basketball. I love yeah. the fact I hear you. I hear your passion. I hear your love for engaging and doing things and i know this comes through and people are just drawn to you um and you have actually something to give back to them um that being said though let's talk about this thing that you called yourself the do over coach not the, the do not the dew over. coach but the due coach what is that where to come from tell the people what's up okay the do over coach that is d u e and it stands for dedicated unstoppable elevation Mm. um and it also represents timing like a library book when it when you got to take it back that means it's due uh or when a woman carries a child they give birth when the baby is due and you are due to always evolve we are we we are due to be great and uh, so uh, I am a lover of acronyms. Acronyms tend to stand inside of me. They stick with me. It makes me remember things. And um, I, I never worry about people forgetting me once we've met. But in order for them to get to that point, I wanted to give them something that stuck, something that that they could think about, something that they could grow with. And that's how... The do-over coach, because at first it was the do-over coach with D.O. And um, Mm -hmm. it just didn't, uh, it didn't settle with me. I'm a feeling person. I I really have to feel things. And um, I try not to just move real fast. I try to be patient and take my time when it comes to decisions, because this is going to be my identity Mm -hmm. as a business, as a teacher um and so just the do-over code it just didn't i would write it down i would meditate on it and it just didn't fall into place but once i decided on the do-over coach dedicated unstoppable elevation that's what Mm -hmm. stuck with Mm me and so um that's how the do-over coach was born because i was due to arrive and i'm here that's what's up. Now, do you have a book behind that? Have you written on the Do Over Coach? I have philosophy? not written. I have not written on the Do Over Coach. Uh, I am feeling that a great partnership with my brother Mark Wiggins is gonna come into play, Dream. and maybe we can do <laughs> something together. And and let me say that too. That's another thing with all bases of the coaching uh, life that I'm in. I love teams. I love partnerships. Mm-hmm. I just, I believe those things, those are beautiful things. They're powerful. Uh, they open opportunities for other things to grow. And so I am definitely a lover of partnerships, collaborations, um, all of those things. Uh, oh, absolutely. I think is amazing. You, you say the word, all I need is half an excuse to get back to Nashville. And I'm on my way because I've been trying. Man, to get back you down don't even need a half excuse. <laughs> you got bras here. That's there. You go. 
I know that's right. When, when is the next skate party? That you me coming in this side on the side like I'm not gonna skate either now with this brand new knee. Actually, I ain't doing nothing. So the next skate party is next month in Tampa, Florida. Okay. <laughs> so you rode. So uh, yeah, you actually went to Huntsville for uh, an I was I was like, well, I'm from Huntsville. You went to Huntsville to skate. Um, that's where that's that's that will forever be the skate party that I'm most grateful for. That's what you mentioned because. That is the exact place. Yep. 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 At the at Carousel. Well, I did. We met at the Holiday Inn. Is that's where the meet and greet was. So that's where we actually met. But the skate party was at the Carousel Skating Rink um, in 2004. We met on on January 14th, 2004. Mm. And every We've gone back every year except for two years. And last year was the second year mm-hmm. that we didn't get to go back. But um, that is a very special place to me because the guy is amazing. He's amazing. Awesome, awesome. All right, so we're going to wrap this down a little bit. Before we go, um, tell mm-hmm. the people, tell the peoples where they can find you, where they can get your book, uh, your website, your email, and whatever you want them to know. Tell them where they can find you. Okay, you can find me on my website, thedooverCoach.com. That is the D U E O V E R Coach C O A C H dot com. That is my website. You can get my book, Love Roll Lifetime, on Amazon. You can also order it from my website as well. Um, my um, social media information, the dot do over coach on ig i have the do over coach on facebook or denise knows you can find me denise you can find everything if you find me on facebook as denise knows and i am just uh elated to have this opportunity to talk to you mark and and your audience he's an amazing guy uh and whether you believe it or not, you had you you poured some nourishment on, on that crop that has bloomed. Um, I I believe everybody that crosses my path or I cross their path and it's direct, it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. It might not be for the reason at that moment, but it's for a reason. Nice. And uh, like I said, we've talked a few times through the years. But um, I appreciate you. I, I appreciate you for reaching out. I, anytime I, I hear your podcast or see your lives or whatever, you hunger to reach out to the next person. And, and, you, and you don't just hunger it. You, you follow through and you make it happen. And never doubt if you're making a difference because you definitely are. You definitely are. And I appreciate I appreciate your time because I know you grind a lot. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. I received that. I, I was in need of that. I think you uh, I received everything you said. Now I'm gonna ask this last question. I asked this of all my guests. All my guests. I wanna know what do you do daily to stay in the starting lineup of life? What does Denise do daily to stay in the starting lineup of life? Every time I'm blessed to open my eyes, 
take a breath in, take a breath out. I have to show some type of gratitude, some type of gratitude um, to God, to the universe, to whatever being it is that sees fit for me to get out there and do it another day. Show gratitude. Gratitude is, is it's a blessing to be able to even give gratitude. So give gratitude every day. That's what's up. Denise, I, I coach, coach, I appreciate you coming <laughs> on my show. I appreciate the uh, not so happenstance chance meeting in the parking lot with your roller skate flyer. And I, and I definitely <laughs> appreciate you uh, living your life and reaching out and helping those to uh, do and elevate to the next level. So I appreciate that. And with that, everybody, yeah, we're wrapping it you. down. I am Mark Wiggins. And remember this if you can reach your dreams with a stepladder, then they're probably too low. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Off the Bench with your coach, Mark Wiggins. Be sure to like, comment, and share this podcast. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Speakerman87. And be sure to use the hashtag GetOffTheBench to let Mark know you're listening. When it comes to success, only you can give yourself the permission you need to have the success you desire. Now get off the bench and get in the game.